Section 9 of Eugene Onegin by Alexander Pushkin. Translated by Henry Spaulding. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Marianne. Canto the Fifth. The Fete. 1. That year the autumn season late kept lingering on, as loath to go. All nature winter seemed to await, till January fell no snow, the third at night. Tatiana wakes betimes, and sees, when morning breaks, park, garden, palings, yard below, and roofs near morn blanched o'er with snow. Upon the window's tracery, the trees in silvery array, down in the courtyard magpies gay, and the far mountains daintily o'erspread with winter's carpet bright, all so distinct, and all so white. 2. Winter. The peasant blithely goes to labor in his sledge forgot. His pony sniffing the fresh snows just manages a feeble trot, though deep he sinks into the drift. Forth the kibitka gallops swift, its driver seated on the rim in scarlet sash and sheepskin trim. Yonder the household lad doth run, placed in a sledge his terrier black himself transformed into a hack to freeze his finger hath begun he laughs although it aches from cold his mother from the door doth scold three in scenes like these it may be though ye feel but little interest they are all natural and low are not with elegance impressed Another bard with art divine hath pictured in his gorgeous line the first appearance of the snows and all the joys which winter knows. He will delight you, I am sure, when he in ardent verse portrays secret excursions made in sleighs. But competition I abjure, either with him or thee in song. Bard of the finish, maiden young. 4. Tatiana, Russian to the core, herself not knowing well the reason, the Russian winter did adore, and the cold beauties of the season. On sunny days the glistening rime, sledging, the snows, which at the time of sunset glow with rosy light, the misty evenings ere twelfth night. These evenings, as in days of old, the Larnas would celebrate, the servants used to congregate, and the young ladies' fortunes told, and every year distributed journeys and warriors to wed. 5. Tatiana, in traditions old believed, the people's wisdom weird, in dreams and what the moon foretold, and what she from the cards inferred. Omens inspired her soul with fear. Mysteriously, all objects near a hidden meeting could impart, presentiments oppressed her heart. Lo, the prim cat upon the stove with one paw strokes her face and purrs. Tatiana certainly infers that guests approach, and when above the new moon's crescent slim she spied, suddenly to the left-hand side. 6. She trembled and grew deadly pale. Or swift a meteor, may be, across the gloom of heavens would sail and disappear in space, 
and then she would haste in agitation dire to mutter her concealed desire ere the bright messenger had sent. When in her walks abroad she met a friar black approaching near, or a swift hare from mead to mead had run across her path at speed, wholly beside herself with fear, anticipating woe, she pined, certain misfortune near opined. 7. Wherefore? She found a secret joy in horror for itself alone. Thus nature doth our souls alloy, thus her perversity hath shown. Twelfth night approaches. Merry eves, when thoughtless youth whom nothing grieves, before whose inexperienced sight life lies extended, vast and bright, to peer into the future tries. Old age through spectacles too peers, although the destined coffin nears, having lost all in life we prize. It matters not. Hope e'en to these with childlike lisp will lie to please. 8. Tatiana gazed with curious eye on melted wax in water poured. The clue unto some mystery she deemed its outline might afford. Rings from a dish of water full in order do the maidens pull. But when Tatiana's hand had ta'en a ring, she heard the ancient strain. The peasants there are rich as kings. They shovel silver with a spade. He whom we sing to shall be made happy and glorious. But this brings with sad refrain misfortune near. Girls the Kashorka much prefer. 9. Frosty the night, the heavens shone. The wondrous host of heavenly spheres sailed silently in unison. Tatiana in the yard appears in a half-open dressing-gown and bends her mirror on the moon. But trembling on the mirror dark, the sad moon only could remark. List. The snow crunches. He draws nigh. The girl on tiptoe forward bounds, and her voice sweeter than the sounds of clarinet or flute doth cry, What is your name? The boar looked dazed, and Agathon replied, amazed. 10. Tatiana, the nurse the project planned, by night prepared for sorcery, and in the bathroom did command to lay two covers secretly. But sudden fear assailed Tatiana, and I, remembering Svetlana, became alarmed. So never mind, I'm not for witchcraft now inclined. So she her silken sash unlaced, undressed herself and went to bed, and soon Lel hovered over her head. Beneath her downy pillow placed, a little virgin mirror peeps, to silent all, Tatiana sleeps. 11. A dreadful sleep, Tatiana sleeps. She dreamt she journeyed o'er a field, all covered up with snow in heaps, by melancholy fogs concealed. Amid the snowdrifts which surround a stream, by winter's ice unbound, impetuously clove its way with boiling torrent dark and gray. Two poles together glued by ice, a fragile bridge and insecure, 
spanned the unbridled torrent o'er. Beside the thundering abyss, Tatiana in despair unfeigned, rooted unto the spot, remained. 12. As if against obstruction sore, Tatiana o'er the stream complained. To help her to the other shore, no one appeared to lend a hand. But suddenly a snowdrift stirs, and what from its recess appears? A bristly bear of monstrous size. He roars, and ah! Tatiana cries. He offers her his murderous paw. She nerves herself from her alarm and leans upon the monster's arm. With footsteps tremulous with awe passes the torrent. But alack, Bruin is marching at her back. 13. She, to turn back her eyes afraid, accelerates her hasty pace, but cannot anyhow evade her shaggy myrmidon in chase. The bear rolls on with many a grunt. A forest now she sees in front with fir-trees, standing motionless in melancholy loveliness, their branches by the snow bowed down. Through aspens, limes, and birches bare, the shining orbs of night appear. There is no path. The storm hath strewn both bush and brake, ravine and steep, and all in snow is buried deep. 14. The wood she enters, bare behind, in snow she sinks up to the knee, now a long branch itself entwined around her neck, now violently away her golden earrings tore, now the sweet little shoes she wore, grown clammy, stick fast in the snow. Her handkerchief she loses now, no time to pick it up. Afraid, she hears the bear behind her press, nor dares the skirting of her dress for shame lift up the modest maid. She runs, the bear upon her trail, until her powers of running fail. 15. She sank upon the snow, but Bruin adroitly seized and carried her, Submissive as if in a swoon, she cannot draw a breath or stir. He dragged her by a forest road till amid trees a hovel showed. By barren snow heaped up and bound, a tangled wilderness around. Bright blazed the window of the place. With resounded shriek and shout, My chum lives here, Bruin grunts out. Warm yourself here a little space. Straight for the entrance then he made, and her upon the threshold laid. 16. Recovering, Tanya gazes round. Bare gone, she at the threshold placed. Inside clink glasses, cries resound as if it were some funeral feast. But dreaming all this nonsense pure, she peeped through a chink of the door. What does she see? Around the board sit many monstrous shapes abhorred. A canine face with horns thereon, another with a cock's head appeared. Here an old witch with hirsute beard, there an imperious skeleton. A dwarf adorned with tail, again a shape half cat and half a crane. 17. 
yet ghastlier, yet more wonderful, a crab upon a spider rides, perched on a goose's neck a skull in scarlet cap revolving glides. A windmill, too, a jig performs, and wildly waves its arms and storms. Barking, songs, whistling, laughter coarse, the speech of man and tramp of horse. But wide Tatiana oped her eyes, when in that company she saw him who inspired both love and awe, the hero we immortalize. Onegin sat the table by and viewed the door with cunning eye. 18. All bustle when he makes a sign. He drinks, all drink and loudly call. He smiles, in laughter all combine. He knits his brows, tis silent all. He there is master, that is plain. Tatiana courage doth regain, And grown more curious by far, Just placed the entrance door ajar. The wind rose instantly, Blew out the fire of the nocturnal lights, A trouble fell upon the sprites. Onegin lightning glances shot, Furious he from the table rose, All arise, to the door he goes. 19. Terror assails her. Hastily Tatiana would attempt to fly. She cannot. Then impatiently she strains her throat to force a cry. She cannot. Eugene oped the door, and the young girl appeared before those hellish phantoms. Peals arise of frantic laughter, and all eyes and hoofs and crooked snouts and paws tails which a bushy tuft adorns, whiskers and bloody tongues and horns, sharp rows of tushes, bony claws, are turned upon her. All combine in one great shout. She's mine! She's mine! 20. Mine! cried Eugene with savage tone. The troop of apparitions fled and in the frosty night alone remained with him the youthful maid. With tranquil air Onegin leads Tatiana to a corner, bids her on a shaky bench sit down. His head sinks slowly, rests upon her shoulder. Olga swiftly came, and Lenski followed. A light broke. His fist Onegin fiercely shook and gazed around with eyes aflame, the unbidden guests he roughly chides. Tatiana motionless abides. 21. The strife grew furious, and Eugene grasped a long knife and instantly struck Lenski dead. Across the scene dark shadows thicken. A dread cry was uttered, and the cabin shook. Tatiana, terrified, awoke. She gazed around her, it was day. Lo, through the frozen windows play Aurora's ruddy rays of light. The door flew open. Olga came. More blooming than the boreal flame and swifter than the swallow's flight. Come, she cried. Sister, tell me e'en whom you in slumber may have seen. 
End of section 9